do, baby? This is episode nine of the Down by Two podcast. Episode noof. We did it. We did boys. I'm your co-host, Josh Elijah. To my right, Michael Fulmer. Mike, how you doing? Doing fantastic, brother. Good to be back. And uh, we're, we're switching it up here on the intro uh, segment of the podcast. We got our producer, Jesse McKay, a.k.a. Birdman. Hey. How you doing, buddy? Good, bro. Good, man. We uh, we made it. It's Tuesday. We made it out of the long weekend. Uh, recording Fairly. a little bit here. Feeling, uh, feeling all right after the long weekend. 10,000 beers later, but we survived. Buddy, yeah. I'm, a I'm beautiful chan- long weekend. Channeling my uh, my inner Bob McCowan here with my my sunnies that I got from our good pals from Yup Beer. Yep. Had a couple couple yups over the weekend, if I do say so myself. <laughs> yep. Just a couple. <laughs> yup. Yup. <laughs> mm. mm. That's it. That's um, the stuff. Last episode, we were covering a lot of the NHL, um, a lot of the, the different playoff series that are going on, talking about the Leafs going to the playoffs. But this episode, we're going to do the same, uh, but going into uh, basketball playoffs. We also had a very special guest pop in on the show as well, uh, former NBA player, played for the Mavs, played for the New Jersey Nets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Maurice Ager was on the show. He stopped by and uh, said hey for a little bit, had a quick chat with us. Fascinating cat. Yeah, played with a, nut, a bunch of other amazing uh, basketball players as well, like teammates with Dirk Nowitzki and Vince Carter, played under Tom Izzo as well. Part of that big trade for Jay Kidd. Yeah. He had some good stories, no doubt. Uh, great stories. So it was great chatting with him. We'll get to him in a minute, but, uh, but this episode is going to be all about basketball and uh, the NBA playoffs and going into that. But before we start dissecting some of these series and what we think... It's time to remember our beloved Raptors this season. First time they haven't made the playoffs in quite a few years. Eight years. Eight years. Uh, it, it doesn't feel right. It just doesn't. It's bizarre. Where were you the last time they missed the playoffs? What were you doing? I was, um, man. I think I, I think I, we, I remember the first year that they made the playoffs. I just started working at Boston Pizza. Wow. Yeah, and that's when... Uh, Ideal timing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, man, I, I, it's hard to remember uh, being such a passionate fan before that. Um, mm. Obviously, you were, but it was just so much tougher. And you got, got a bit of a feeling, got a little bit of that feeling this year as well. Yeah. I mean, it kind of felt like there was no hope back then. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't know, Lowry came and, like, it sparked this thing, right? Well, it was that it was that trade um, where we ended up sending Rudy Gay over to mm. the Kings. Good call. That's what switched everything around because yeah, that yeah, opened up right. that opened up the floor for. I forgot about that. Yeah, that opened up the floor for Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry to really start shining, and then we were able to add some pieces. I believe we picked up people like uh, Patrick Patterson, and I believe Grievous Vasquez came over in that. So we got a few good role players that really started. Uh, Danielle Marshall in there, or is that even after that? <laughs> no, no, that's that's before. Oh fuck! <laughs> cut, that, cut that part, Jesse. I'm fired. <laughs> I, I'm a Pistons guy. Bro, spoke like a true Pistons fan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Danielle yeah. Marshall. All I got, all I remember is Danielle. Fuck in the corner hitting threes oh yeah oh man that was back with mo pete and whatnot no, that's uh <laughs> oh my god yes yeah. <laughs> you guys lived at boston pizza watching every fucking raps game yeah no oh, man yeah, so pretty much we we had it we've had it good for the last few years um even you know those those playoff series that we get even swept by lebron like yeah sure that would suck that would stand yeah, it's lebron like i can't even be mad at that you know yeah it's just weird. It's just it weird not being in that playoff picture right now. But yeah, um, it doesn't feel real almost. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. It's like this season you can just delete it, so right? Yeah. Just forget about it. It's just such a bullshit season, man. Like, am I wrong though in thinking like because they reached the pinnacle, it doesn't hurt as much watching them kind of fade away? Like if they would have only been Eastern Conference champs over the last decade, absolutely. And then the season goes the way it is. It's just like f me. It's it's gotten to the point where I'm starting to slowly, like emotionally, be okay with p- the potential of some of these players leaving. Like Norman Powell was the first block of, of that from like this year because like we still had somewhat of a chance in spurts of of the year. Um, but then now Norman Powell leaving and then having Serge Ibaka obviously gone at the beginning of the year and losing Marcus Soul is like I'm slowly been sort of conditioned to now be okay with the future. 
And, um, you know, that may mean that we might not make the playoffs for maybe another year or so. Who knows? You just got to hope he made a big enough impact over the last few years that more people will want to come north, right? For a second, though, it looked like they they were ta- they, they were tanking, but they were about to make it still, too. So it was like a shitty tank. I wasn't sure. They, yeah. they, they were about That's to the problem in. with the play-in, right? Yeah. It gives you a chance, to, even even if you're so shit. You know what I mean? Like you still have something to play for right till the end. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I was, it was weird. I'm, I'm, you know what? I am glad that it is what it is right now and that we're kind of going through that rebuilding process. And, you know, we're going to look at some, uh, I mean, like this draft supposedly is supposed to be a deep enough draft. So, oh yeah, this draft is supposed to be unreal. I had, I had a dream that we got, uh, the second round pick or sorry the the second pick in in the first round it's possible <laughs> it is we're getting around there it could it could happen um but a, a nice high draft pick could be just what we need i think the future looks pretty good too like van fleet siakam og took a huge leap this year absolutely probably see him take another step like offensively next year boucher was a nice surprise great boucher surprise nice. to see i'm actually okay well. with that core you know like of course, just adding going forward, Gary Trent. We need to. I love that him. trade. I love yeah. that trade. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can figure something out with him. And I think that they made that trade knowing that they were going to try and work something out with him. And you had a nice lottery pick in there too. Like it could be a lot worse, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But to the Raptors, you know, missing their playoffs, missing the playoffs for the first time in in, in a few years. So we've been blessed. We've been blessed as Raptors yeah. fans. And uh, to like say the least. this year was weird, dude. Look with the COVID and. Like, all the injuries yeah, and we don't even we didn't have a home court like it really know. it really made a huge difference it, it, yeah. you can't say like we definitely had the toughest time in the entire league mm-hmm. absolutely like there's no there there are literally no home games and and to have you know uh to have the visiting team fans booing you because there's more of them in the stadium than there are actual raptors fans like it's it can be tough. It was even definitely off, tough. Even off the court, though, right? Like, no structure, no routine to go into your home yeah. court. And you the don't have a home. Yeah. Fred like, said that they that he missed the city. He's just like, man, I just missed Toronto. Toronto's just all around just better. And I'm like, yo, that's sick. I don't think uh, these guys were really, like, motivated to to perform this year, you know? For, no, for they looked stressed anyway. Like it. Like it. it was evident on certain nights. Super flat. Yeah. So I don't feel as bad about it because of that. No. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, it looks like, man, even if we made the playoffs, like there could be, they were like, we would have been bounced pretty quick. I mean, a right. lot of these, a lot of these teams that were in the play in tournament, uh, they don't really stand much of a chance. Um, like looking, just even looking at like the Wizards, they're starting to figure things out. That's fine. But if you look at that as, you know, your potential spot in the playoffs, you're going to lose to the 76ers. I don't care if you're the Wizards or the Pacers or, or the Raptors. Hornets, you're losing to the 76ers. It um, adds to your point, Jesse, too. For the Raps, particularly, trying to get in that play-in, even to get a couple playoff games, this is the year that it makes it's no value. No fans, not in your home court. Like, if you're if you're trying to get in, it's cool if you can get a couple playoff home games. It's good for revenue. It's good for the fan base. This year, almost irrelevant as far as Raptors fans go. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, we we definitely just we need to play in the city again. It's uh, that's that's it's few and far in between though. Like just having those opportunities to be able to excel um, in front of your home crowd. Like man, we could have <sighs> easily just gotten so many, so many more key wins just having that home crowd on your side. Um, that could have put us in a better standing. But um, that made but, me just think about our current situation. Even though Jay's there, not to get off topic. Yeah, like. Yeah, be nice to have our sports teams back. It would be very fucking nice. Are you kidding me? Like the poor the crowd energy would be unreal too. Because it will be when it's time. Oh yeah, yeah. We're gonna go ballistic. I'm gonna I'm gonna go down for a series in in Toronto, and uh, oh, my shirt will be off for sure, and I'll be yelling (laughs) obscenities. But (laughs) I uh, man, I just miss some sports. I need some sports. I need anything. I just need the baseball diamond out behind me, fucking Labatt Park to open up. Because I got to do something. I need something. It's, it's it's getting to the point. It's just getting <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but yeah, looking into the NBA playoffs, though, um, a lot of the, a few of these first round series are just an absolute wash. Like if you're going to go in through the East, like 76ers will make quick work of the Wizards. I don't think they really stand much of a chance. 
We're talking about my Nets and Celtics. The Celtics just aren't ready. They, they just are not prepared to go in the play. And I don't know what it is. Just chemistry Brad, issues or something. There's got to be something. I hear Tristan Thompson's a bit of a bum, and he, he's been causing some locker room issues as well. Going out and partying too much or something. That's what I've heard. <laughs> really? People were pissed at him. Guaranteed. Oh, man. Fuck that. Like... Yeah, and it's probably it probably has something to do with Brad Stevens as well. Like Brad Stevens just has not been able to figure out the Celtic squad and put them in a good position to to really thrive. I suppose in the last few years of the playoffs, like sure you beat a second round last year, um, but you you were you know, easy exit after that as well. He might be losing the room for sure. Could be, could be. It's been quite some time, and he's had some decent fucking squads. So. Brad Stevens could be in the hot seat. He's been so lucky to have those players come through there. Man, they did a full breakdown on on uh, Mad Dog Sports on to get off topic though, and they brought it back to Danny Ainge and how many picks they had and how they maneuvered some of the picks. Mm -hmm. Really, he didn't knock it out of the park as much as we want to think. I mean, he went and got Kyrie. He ended up leaving. He went and got so he went and got Kemba. He's been a disappointment. Al Horford, like there's a lot of yeah. A yeah. lot of lot of drop balls there. I know you think about Tatum, and then you got Jalen Brown that that one A one B. But outside of that, there's been a lot of mismanagement mm-hmm. or a lot of disappointment. So, anyways, that's my two cents. No, on no, that. absolutely, and it's it's got to it's got to be something like something just doesn't add up there. So, um, but yeah, just looking at that series, that's that's just easy. I mean, like I'm yeah. I'm still on the net. It's not. Uh, I was going to say, I'm fully on the Nets Yo, nuts. I'll join you. I'll join you after. Everyone got a nut. Man, oh, yeah, no, man. the Nets are... I, definitely I have, have Nets the in nuts. five. The Nets so I think maybe uh, Tatum will just go ballistic for a game and maybe steal one. Put up 50 or 60 or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. He, he has the ability to score 50, but the like Jalen Brown, I don't think, will be showing up uh, throughout mm, any of the no. playoffs. So No, he's done. He's done. Um, jumping back to the 76ers then, if we're calling that, I'm going to say I'll give them five. You know, Russ and Beal will pop off probably for a game or whatnot, but they're just yep. so bad defensively. I have the, the exact the, same thing. Philly yeah. in five. Yeah, Philly in five. I'll, uh, I'll write your coach. They can't match too. up like yeah. size-wise either. Mm-mm. Philly's huge. Man, when you look at Embiid and you look at the type of player that he is and how dominant he can be on the on the glass and, and with the ball in his hands and, and just the way he can kind of uh, carry the game. Uh, it, you see some flashes of, of Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Uh, with, with with a shot. Like, it's just the overall dominance that he has. Uh, they There ain't one player on that wizard squad that can actually guard him. So, um, yeah. yeah. And then you got Ben And you Simmons. got Simmons. Like, yeah. Yeah, crazy defense. Doc, Doc Rivers, man, he turned he turned that uh, that whole situation around. You know, came in. He's a coach that's got respect, and he was able to really just um, coordinate that whole team to to success and lead them to the best record. So, seventy um, sixers don't sleep on them. But uh, yeah, easy time against the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the Knicks Hawks, that was a nice little surprise uh, to see. Did you Trey watch Young. Game One? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, so good. Oh man, that was crazy. It's like that was like the best game I've seen so far. That's that's great entertainment for you. That's right a there. series. That is going to be a series. Um, yep. I I think I like. I think I like the Hawks okay. to take to 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 win that series. Um, it, it is a toss up. I got I got that mm-hmm. in seven. Um, I believe that would be a toss up of a series. It's just Trey Young, I think, is probably the the best player on the court um julius randall is is really nice and i definitely i give him my nod for the most improved player of the year um but i believe trey young can space the floor a whole lot more with his shooting as well and his passing i think uh, all around like he's just going to give them a tougher time than julius randall will um on on the hawks end so i have the hawks in seven but that is a that's hilarious i have have going in seven too but i i picked the knicks but mm. I agree. I think it's a toss up. Like neither of these teams really have any playoff experience. No. So yeah, I could see it going either way. Um, but I love the way that Thibodeau transformed their defense. You know what I mean? Like they're like yeah. their top defense now. They are. And yeah. the trade for Derek Rose was incredible, man. Like he has been unreal since yeah, he came man. over. Oh, I'm just, I'm so happy for him too. Like, I'm happy for him to be able to have that shot. I love how your fucking coach, Dwayne Casey, 
goes to Derrick Rose, you'd be like, yeah, no, you don't need to go to New York because they're not going to be a playoff team. You're not going to have a legitimate chance or you have more of a legitimate chance with Detroit. Yeah. And Derek sorry, like, sorry, Mike, but uh, yeah, it's a little laughable. Yeah. yeah. At the time, I almost uh, I wanted to believe him, though. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I, I love to see Derek Rose on your guys point. He, he looks young. He looks mm-hmm. rejuvenated. It's, it's fun to see. Yeah, and he he's um he's definitely just rejuvenated on that squad. He he's having fun as well. It's um and that that's that role that six man role works for him. I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's great and what they need him at. Um, but I do have the Hawks in seven. Um, with that being right. said, I like uh I like Hawks even earlier than that. Yeah, yeah potentially like at a six, five or six. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll I think they're just see. I think they're more talented. And Trey Young gets Trae a huge Young win on the road. He could just like that could just that could st- start a steamroll effect. Um, they're a little bit deeper, I'd say. Um, you know they got they got they got some they got some key players coming off the bench as well, like. I don't know how much I like Lou Williams coming off the bench. I don't know how much I like Lou Williams, period. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's they, they do have some of that veteran presence. They do. Um, yeah, that's going to be a tight one. It's going to be a tight one. Toss-up, I wouldn't be I surprised either way. I think for basketball, though, you need to see the Knicks try to get out of that first I, round. I would, li- I would like basketball. to see the Knicks Man, make it to the Knicks the have been playing with, like, a playoff mentality the whole year, though. Like, yeah. yeah. I feel like they're it's just true. dogs. Yep. Right? Like, true. that's why I picked them in seven. Just True. They sure. have that little mental edge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. Backs either way. The wall all year. Moving on over to um, the Bucks and the Heat. Looks like the Bucks are already up two nothing uh, in that series. They need they need to just take care of business here and then prepare themselves for the Nets because um, so if the Bucks finish it in five four or five that's fine. Um, but man, they need to prepare themselves and and be ready for the Nets. Come second round. Yeah, I agree. I had Bucks in six actually to start, like before they actually won the first two. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really, I wasn't sure how it was going to play out because, like, Milwaukee has a good amount of offense and they address their defense, and Miami is just like really good defensively. And oh they're yeah, just tough. You know, they are tough. And last year, like, it was kind of a really obvious like one-sided matchup like i thought mm-hmm. miami was just gonna crush them and they did um but i feel like the bucks really addressed those holes you know they picked up drew holiday pj tucker those are really good defensive ads mm-hmm. um and i just think they're better equipped to handle them and i mean they're up two nothing now so it's probably a wrap i mean we've seen crazier things happen but oh yeah um, well you've seen the raptors beat them in four uh, yeah, beat them in six which, with four straight. So you, you you don't quite know yet because Jimmy mm-hmm. Jimmy's still going to give you that. He's still going to make you fight for yeah. it. So the guy can play at an MVP level when he wants to, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see the you know the Bucks finish this real. This quick. is the hump that they need to get over, though. Like they just need to do this. It's just so tough, and then having to. But face then you the gotta nets, play the, the nets. nets. <laughs> Next round. Ah. Oh man! But you know what is so. When it comes to that, I know we don't really want to touch on second round matchups because, you know, nothing's quite set in stone yet. But um, with the Nets, I don't think that they have an answer for Giannis. I don't think that they have, like, how are they going to defend Giannis? Like size wise? Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't yeah, like, I don't, I don't think they're, they're, well, they're just all around a brutal defensive team and they still haven't really figured that out yet. So I don't know. I think that could be interesting. I, I would still take the I, I still like the Nets over the Bucks, yeah. but I'm not uh, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But it's hard it's hard to argue against the Nets for any matchup, really. Just like mm-hmm. I don't know, those three guys are just so good. But I think right, I'm still I'm with I, you. I think I'm still standing pat that the Nets will make it out of the East. They will figure it out. Oh, you yeah. can't. Not. That's my that's my prediction just... too. I have the Nets making the finals. Yeah. We'll have to Philly. revisit the. We'll I don't even have, have the Bucks in a few weeks. The finals. No, I had the Heat beating the Bucks. If I was going to put my two cents in there, but and now we're two games into the series recording. They lose that that first one tight, and then they get their doors blown off. Yeah, it's looking like it could be quick, but could be. So I got to go. Obviously, Bucks and probably six now. But Heat went deep last year. They played a lot of games, and they looked good this year. But mm-hmm. down two zero. Oh, that's a big, uh, yeah. big hole they- to climb out of. I don't know, man. They didn't. They didn't wow me this year. I thought they were pretty average throughout the season. 
Like I yeah. kept wa- I kept waiting for them to turn it on, and it just I don't know. It seemed like it never happened. The heat? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they it was sort of the You're same as last year too for the longest time. No. Yeah. No. They well they were going through a lot of injuries and whatnot, but um, man, they were they were the five seed last year. Yeah, I guess and, they made it and they handled the box, didn't they? they yeah, they the did. Yeah, I mean, they it's had embarrassing. Okay. Yeah. Um, swing it over to the West. A couple of interesting matchups. Love that the Grizzlies made it in. Um, yeah, me too. I do. I, I I love it. I think that's just a better matchup for the Jazz. I think that you know, you know, it was tough to see Steph not make the playoffs. He just doesn't have the pieces to be able to, you know move forward or tough or, finish in yeah. that play on, so, playing game that's tough and then they would have just absolutely gotten their clocks clean by the jazz um especially when mitchell comes back and then you know it's game over i think in that sense so i do like the grizzlies as a as a matchup for the jazz do i think that they uh can win the series yes i think that they can win it in six or seven um but i do i'm still going to give this to the jazz they're going to figure that out they at the top record um in the West or in the NBA, I believe. So you got, you got to give it, you got to give it to the jazz. Uh, a lot of people say that they're overrated. I just think they play a good system. Um, I do like them over the Grizzlies. I'm going to say in six. I mean, the jazz, yeah, they've been the best team all year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, dude, they shoot like crazy from the three point line and they are really good defensively. Got Rudy Gobert, obviously always a, a uh, defensive player of the year candidate. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, they they uh, had the defensive six player man of the year. year. Jordan Clarkson. They Donovan they had Mitchell, the like, other option for six man of the year. Ingles, yeah, for real. <laughs> like, and then you got Donovan Mitchell coming back. You know, Conley. Yeah. Can, if, they, if he can stay healthy too, and and I don't Bogdanovich, know. I, I feel like I think it's I Memphis. Think it's great. Just I don't know. They got to prove themselves, I guess. First, they do. And John Morant is the real deal, but I. Uh, again, I think they're, they're, they are lacking a little bit more of that um, you know, playoff experience as well. They have a good pillar with Jonas Valanciunas, who's seen time in the playoffs. Um, so, I don't know. I, I do think they match up better, but I still think the Jazz are a bit more talented, so I'm going to give them six. I have Jazz and five. Maybe that's off base. I don't know. No, but, I would have uh, went Jazz and five if uh, Grizz didn't come and steal game one. Yeah. So, so I'm going to give them six. They're going to give them a they're going to give them a game. They're going to take a game in in Memphis, I believe. So, you know, you you'll have someone else that'll they'll play out of their minds like Dylan Brooks had an amazing first game, so, you know, possible that can definitely happen again. Um the the series that I really just hope to god that the Mavericks just just utterly disappoint the Clippers. Please. Oh. I would love it. I would love it. I, why? Man, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know why. Because you're yeah, spiteful, right? Yeah, yeah of course. I love I don't want to see Kawhi ever win another playoff series again. Oh, Honestly, they also do. Maybe I'm just falling victim to all the media, but playoff P and Kawhi, they just seem a little bit bratty. And maybe they're just bitter because the media's kind of did them wrong a little bit. So they're just kind of like, fuck you. But is this, is this classified? They do get the special a, treatment, for yeah. sure. They do, 100%. Would you classify this, though, as a failed experiment? I mean, if they lose. No. no. If they lose. I mean, Not there's yet. so many talented teams out there. Dude, like lebron's heat like they didn't win at first you know you got to give it some yep. time and we're not we're not through mm-hmm. this yet it's one game in right i know oh i know but just uh, that being at- said i have clippers in seven i think it's gonna go deep ah, i'm gonna take the yeah. maps in seven ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if I, they can't if I get lose seven, they can't. if i get seven of those games either way i'm happy though yeah, mm-hmm. no, absolutely. I like that. I like that Man, matchup. it was it was a crazy matchup last year too. So, it was, and yeah. are the Clippers a better team this year than they were last year? Dude, I think the I think those guys know they can't lose this year. Otherwise, yeah. like shit's gonna go down. You know what I mean? You're gonna I, be the, in the trouble. first year. They were just like expecting it, and yeah. you know yeah, they you got send, slapped in the face. You send Doc Rivers out of town. Yeah, you gotta go win then. Ooh. 
Yeah. yeah, a lot of a lot of different pieces that have moved around as well. I mean, like you're missing your sixth man of the year, Montrez Harrell going over to the Lakers. Sub him in for Ibaka, who's been you know on and off injured, and you you you, you get rid of Lou Williams, one of the backbones of your bench for so many years, and you bring in Rondo. Like now you now you're counting on Rondo playing well in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know. Don't be surprised. Don't be don't be surprised. Just like the other series with the Suns and Lakers, don't be surprised if the Suns make it out of the first round. Everyone's saying no way. LeBron hasn't ever lost a, a round one series ever before. You know it's he's fourteen and zero. Right, right. It could uh, yeah. be. I don't think it's that far fetched. I don't even know how people think that's a reach. The Suns were they're the two seed. I know their team is fucking good. Look at even on paper, it's fun. Booker, stupid good. Paul and Aiton and a bunch, a handful of other solid players. Like There's, this is a squad that already won every game in the bubble last year, and then just yeah. carried that on and continued oh, yeah. to do even better. Forgot about that. You know, they pick up some big pieces like, uh, like, like Chris Paul, obviously, and I, and you, you gotta like one of those situational players like, uh, like Crowder, um, yeah. being able to, you know, play effectively. So I think, um, I then yeah, then they got the coach of the year. They got the second best record. I like man, <laughs> it's it's a they good got coach matchup. of the year. Is that a, is that a done deal? Coach of for the, year? Uh, the coach's vote for the coach oh, of the okay. year. And I believe, like man, I I don't see that being any other yeah, different when I mean, they actually award him with that. Um, I would, I think it's safe to say the Lakers are like underdogs at this point. Mm-hmm. Almost, you know what Absolutely. I mean? Agreed. Agreed. And yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Phoenix has like a complete roster. Like like you said, Mike. Like Devin Booker's. The scoring threat, DeAndre Ayton's the rim presence. Chris Paul's got the the basketball IQ and the playmaking, and they've got all the complementary pieces around them. Like, plus, I don't know. I just love Phoenix being in the playoffs. It's it's fun. Yeah, man. This has been a great year for other teams being able to have that chance to be able to get into the playoffs. You know, like having the Suns, having the Hawks, and the Knicks, um, especially even the Grizzlies too. So it's uh, it's fun to see. You love to see it. Um, a little shakeup, love it. Got a got a you know big shout out to Booker, big Booker fan here. He's just so talented offensively, and I'm glad that he has that that floor now to be able to really uh, showcase his talents there. So great series, can't wait to watch it. Um, just what a great time of year. They're already so down much going too. On. I know like, that's crazy. That's it, man. That's it. Um, the last series that we have as well, Nuggets Blazers. Um, this one probably is the least exciting series out of all of them for me. You know, it's, it's, uh, except for the 76ers and, and wizards. I don't really care about that series too much. Um, nuggets, blazers, nuggets, what uh, they have the MVP everyone's already calling Nikola Jokic as the MVP. Um, I just don't think that either team has what it takes to make it out of the second round. Um, so it's really just sort of a chalk up. I'm going to give it to blazers and seven. Yeah. I like that too. Um, feel I like them. I like them. Uh, I like them long. I just know Jamal Murray. That's tough for the Nuggets. It's disappointing. You got Jokic playing MVP basketball. He's an absolute stud, but you don't got your your stud stud in the backcourt. Yeah, and I mean, like they they are they are getting some uh, production out of um some role players that you know we're gonna have to take on a bigger workload because of that. Like Monte Morris has stepped up stepped up in yesterday's game as well, uh, evening in the series. I just yeah, you need Murray. Murray. I don't buy it. Yeah. I just don't buy it. I don't know. It's... Portland has like historically one of the worst defenses ever, though. Like the only way they win is by scoring like 130, 140 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I don't see how you're gonna do that four times out of a, out of seven against Denver. I just I don't know. Fair. I'm not. I'm, I'm not seeing it. That is. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I think you're going to get some crazy games from Dame, obviously. And mm-hmm. I'm like low-key rooting for Norm because I, I love the too. guy. Me too. But I'm, I've got Denver in six. Um, Dame, I don't know, you've you got the MVP be, you might on the be team, You completely man. spot like, on with that. Um, it could it can go either way, I'd say. Yeah. So there you have it. Um, we got, we're at least calling the, I'm calling the Jazz, the Mavs, the Blazers, and the Suns out of the first round in the West. And, uh, then I'm also going to take the 76ers, Hawks, Bucks, and Nets um, out of the East. And we'll have to revisit this and uh, and see how that sort of pans out. 
um, see how spot on we were, just like our hockey, except for the Jets. I think we were pretty off with calling the Jets a sweep. Um, but um, but we'll be able to jump back into that uh, when we get back to hockey. But um, for this episode, like we mentioned, we had a former NBA player, um, ex-Dallas Maverick, New Jersey Net, and Minnesota Timberwolf. Um, uh, just an all-around interesting dude, well-traveled. Uh, he was even nominated for a Grammy. Uh, as we ended up finding out as well, which is so random. Accomplished musician. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, not only that, but I guess he's been uh, he's been rated or touted as the uh, having the worst autograph in the history of sports memorabilia and uh, and signing cards and whatnot. So, um, what what a what a, a title to carry. Um, <laughs> I looked at I've looked at a autograph few MVP. It yeah. is just an A. It is just a boop like a TP. No even uh, cross. Not even a cross or an M. It's just ah. It's an up down. <laughs> it's a little kid N. <laughs> exactly. Uh, hell of a dude though. Great having him. This is episode nine of the Down by Two podcast featuring Maurice Ager. All right. What can I get you? Hey, Bubs, I'll get a round of uh, fun waters for me and the boys. <laughs> okay, one round of alcoholic seltzers for the basic bro over here. Wait, what'd you just call me? Oh, well, you just ordered a round of seltzers. Wouldn't you rather a round of beers? Well, yeah, but I gotta work on my summer body, bro. Okay, okay, look, I get it. So you're looking for something light, right? Yup. Okay, something crisp? Yup. Super crushable? <laughs> yup. 100 calories, low in carbs? Double yup. Well, it sounds like you need a round of yups. I see what you did there. Is this where I say yup? <laughs> yup. Yup beer, made with all natural ingredients and only $1.85 a can. Available in over 200 locations across Ontario. Visit yupbeer.com to find a store near you. All right, we have another very special guest on the show today. Super excited to have this guy. He's a former NBA player that was drafted by the Dallas Mavericks, uh, made his way over to the New Jersey Nets and Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, we have Maurice Ager on the show today. Mo, how you doing? Oh, man, all is well, man. Out here on the uh, Far East doing a lot of work, man. Good yeah. to be here, man. I appreciate you having me. Yo, absolutely. So, you, uh, so you're in Vietnam right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hanoi, Vietnam. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's uh, 10 a.m. our time here, and it must be, like, pretty late for you over there. Yeah, where are you guys at? We're in Canada. We're uh, down over by uh, Toronto. Oh, t Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but great having you on the show, man. Um, uh, what what brings you out to Vietnam right now? Uh, you know, uh, Vietnam, <laughs> you know, I mean, besides, you know, just moving to Asia for, you know, more opportunities and being able yeah. to uh, expand. Uh, mm-hmm. Vietnam is one of the safest places in the world currently. You know what I'm saying? We know we have a few no, cases, no but yeah, it's a great place, man. I think that uh, Vietnam is definitely on the rise, you know, just because of, um, I think it's, just, it's their time, you know what I mean, to actually experience some of the things that they're going to continue to experience in the future, especially mm-hmm. with basketball growing here, you know, music is growing, and um, it feels good to be actually be here and to be a part of this process, you know what I'm saying? And it's, um, it's kind of dope, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's crazy. It's uh, I mean, man, that's that's a huge move from you know where you're from originally, from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, let's kind of bring it all back to where it all started uh, for you in Detroit. Born and raised in Detroit, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from Detroit, man. Um, West Side, born and raised, man. Um, lived in Detroit, you know, pretty much my whole life. Up into college in 2002. Yeah, absolutely. So you played ball in high school there, and. Uh... Were you one of the best players in the area? Have a bunch of D one offers on the table. How did how did it end up being Michigan State? Michigan State's no joke, so you must have been yeah. having, having a lot of offers coming in. Yeah, yeah, most certainly, man. Uh, it didn't it didn't start off that way, man. I had to work my way up into that process because, um, you know, in my first year, at, uh, I went to a high school called Southfield High School, and um, I played JV Junior Varsity. So that, that was, you know, a big, a, kind of a disappointing year for me, just because you know I wanted to play varsity my freshman year, but you know, it didn't work out that way. So I ended up transferring to a different school and um, in Detroit, on the east side of Detroit, called Detroit Crockett. And previously, the year before, they actually only won um, 
maybe four or five games, and then I came, average 15 points, started on varsity, and uh, we ended up doing fairly well, made it to the regionals, and, um, you know, kind of start, you know, that was the start of putting not only myself on the map, but uh, the high school as well. But, um, yeah, AAU was huge, you know. Obviously, yeah. you know, my play in high school was, was amazing, but, you know, I really killed the AAU circuit. And um, and, and that's kind of how I actually became one, you know, one of the top players in the country just because, you know, I, I got busy on the AAU circuit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just playing against some of the top players in the country, you know, they they, they, they look at you differently and they start to respect you a lot differently when you're doing it against the best. Yeah, so, no doubt. you know, going into my senior year, I committed to Michigan State. And, uh, you know, Coach Izzo was, you know, was, was, was full on board, you know, and his assistant coaches. His assistant coaches actually started recruiting me, like, my, my sophomore year. So that, that – um, That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's young. That's – that's you must be really impressing at a young age if uh, a school like that's coming and, and trying to bring you in. Yeah, 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 man. I was very fortunate, man, to play on a good high school coach with a good high school coach and great teammates. And um, we were pretty determined at that time, you know, to get noticed. You know, just coming from a small school and, um, you know, so I always had a chip on my shoulder to you know, be one of the greatest I can be, you know. Any sort of inspirations growing up, uh, play the ball in Detroit and whatnot? Uh, the inspiration was to, you know, potentially get out, yeah. you know, and, and create better situations for ourselves and our families, you know, I mean, get to college and making it to the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the competition itself was inspiration. You know what I'm saying? A lot of those guys were, you know, great players. You know, some of those guys continued to, you know, go to college and do wonderful things. But, uh, you know, I played in Detroit PSL, which was probably one of the top, toughest leagues in, you know, in high school, you know what I'm saying, in high school basketball. So the inspiration itself was definitely to be able to, you know, become one of the greatest players out the city. But most importantly, you know, to gain that respect, you know, yeah. we're big on respect. And I feel like respect is one of the most important things in general. So, I think that was one of the things, man. We just wanted our respect and we wanted to continue to be the greatest people that we can be and players, for sure. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And uh, so let's let's kind of uh, bring it back to Coach Izzo. What was, uh, man, that must have been some hell of an experience playing for one of the greatest coaches. Yeah, yeah, it was a great experience, man. I think Izzo was, was one of the realest people I've met. You know, I feel like he really cared about his players. Um, you know, he, he it was very important for us to go to school and not only to, to play basketball, but to actually experience the college in general you know just the full experience of college on and off the court and um he really pressed us to you know graduate you know he promised my mom that i would graduate and uh it was it was tough at times you know me and Izzo, we we um we had a, an amazing relationship and i mm-hmm. think because we had a real our relationship was was uh, amazing because i wasn't scared of him and as much as he challenged us as players i challenged him and um yeah. i feel like he respected that and i don't know if you know I can't speak for any other guys before me, but all I know is I was one of those guys that wasn't afraid to challenge him and stick up for my guys when I felt like he would kind of go overboard, you know, when, you know, we were always playing our hardest, you know, but Izzo, you know, he's a tough guy, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I oh, enjoy well, he definitely set you up for success because uh, leading into that, you end up getting drafted by the Dallas Mavericks, which is uh, uh, incredible. And um, and then so that obviously means that you, you've had a bit of a relationship with Mark Cuban uh, and Mark, uh, uh, obviously well known. Um, what was your relationship like with Mark? But uh, furthermore, what was that entire draft experience like in going through that draft night? Uh, man, it was pretty hectic, bro. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I actually saw an interview, uh, not an interview, but a, a, a article. And um, on the top of the article, it said waiting game. And mm-hmm. um, for me personally, it, it kind of set me up for life, you know, understanding how life works and, you know, and the patience that you need in order to um, to be successful or to do anything. You know, you have to be extremely patient out here. So it's like just being in that, that waiting room, waiting for hours for your name to get chose was, was pretty uh nerve-wracking and anxious at the same time but you know my relationship with mark cuban was you know was amazing you know i think he he gained respect for me just because uh he saw something any more than just basketball you know i was always interested in the entrepreneurial side of things you know mm-hmm. my rookie year i sat by him every day on the plane and just kind of soaked up that energy and soaked up that information on you know what it takes to be a successful businessman and i feel like um even after my basketball career was over you know, he, he's always kind of supported me, you know what I'm saying? He, he did testimonials and he always said good things about, you know, some of the things that I was trying to accomplish outside of basketball. So, you know, um, it, it always helps to have somebody like that in your corner, especially us being in this new um, digital age where, yeah, you know, I feel like Mark Cuban, yeah, guys like Mark Cuban and, you know, Elon Musk, they kind of like, you know, kind of keep themselves in the eye of, you know, yeah. what's going on as far as the technical side of things. So, 
uh, it's amazing. So right now I'm actually partnering with the, um, this company NFT, you know, and they're creating NFTs and stuff like that. So I'm actually, in, you know, and you just had one release. Yeah. I released one recently and I'm actually That's working on another one now. So we're trying to get those going, man. Hopefully get some, so you know, make some money. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Cuban's always been a game changer as far as ownership in the NBA. He's always been like kind of leading the way as far as players, managers, right? Like he's always, I don't know, he's always seemed to be right at the front. Every he gets the respect of all the players in the league. He's he does things for the players. I don't know. It must have been a blast being under being in that organization for sure. Yeah, we, we, we had a good time, man. You know, he took well, 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 good care of us, man. You know, we party, you know, we, we, we got it in, man. We had a good time, man. You know, Cube was one of the realest dudes, man. You know, he, he he's a player's guy, man. Like, he's one of those guys. Yeah. Like, I love him, bro. Um, were there any other teams that you were thinking that might, uh, be, that might draft you? Uh, did you have anyone else that was kind of on your radar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think at that time, I actually thought I was going to get drafted by either the Philadelphia 76ers or Utah Jazz because I actually worked out mm-hmm. with those guys like maybe two days before the draft. And I just knew for a fact that I was going to at least, you know, uh, have an opportunity to go. You know, I think Philadelphia was 14 and New York Knicks was 20 that year. So um, that's mm-hmm. what I thought. You know, you know, Isaiah Thomas kind of told me, you know, that he would draft me if I made it to that point. But, you know, they end up drafting somebody else. So you know, it is what it is. Yep, absolutely. Seems like that's the way it goes, right? Everyone has an idea. You work out with someone, talk to ownership or to the management, and it sounds like you, you know, you're on the radar, and then the time comes and goes, and you're like, kind of, like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, <laughs> yep. bro. And that's when I figured out, I'm like, okay, yeah. People will tell you it's one a thing. Business. It is a business, man. You know, quite frankly, I don't know if I was actually prepared for some of the business things and you know, the politics that went into it. And I was more so one of those guys who just enjoyed the game and played. But uh, I feel like some of the politics kind of like took me away from, you know, the joy of actually the game. You know what I'm saying? And that was just my personal experience, you know, as a young young person. You know what I'm saying? I, I tell people all the time, obviously, I would go back and do certain things differently. I've made plenty of mistakes. But for the most part, I think that it was um it was eye-opening, you know, and then it helped me, you know, throughout the, um, what I'm doing now in life, you know. Well, some of the guests that we've actually had on the show as well, and it kind of reflects some of like when we had Eddie Robinson actually on the show, um, he reflected a lot of the same sort of stuff. Uh, what, what kind of politics, if you don't mind kind of unpacking that lightly, if, if you could, um, that, you know, kind of you weren't really expecting to, you know, come across when you first made it to the league? Uh, you know, I guess you can just kind of get used to when you work hard, you know, you get rewarded for it, you know, and yeah. a lot of guys were you know, where um, being pushed ahead just because of, you know, maybe contracts, they might be getting yep. paid more. So it, it'd be mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, you'd be in practice, you know, weeks at a time, you know, just dominating, you know what I mean? You might not necessarily get the opportunities. And, uh, and that was tough for me, you know what I'm saying, knowing that I was True. actually doing really well to, you know, put myself in position to, you know, um, get out there and, and do some things. But, you know, just according to a coach might not like you, you know, a GM might not like you or, you know, a GM might love you and a coach might not. So it's just, so many things that goes into it, man. You know, coaches mm-hmm. might have favorites. You know, favoritism is this and everything, but for the most part, um, it just wasn't always, you know, cut and dry like that. You know what I'm saying? So I think I had a hard time with that. You know what I mean? Just, like I said, I made my own personal mistakes, but for the most yeah, yeah. part, I, I, you know, I believe that um, opportunities were unlimited at times, you know, and it wasn't necessarily based on effort. It was based on all of these other moving pieces that I just couldn't control. You know what I'm saying? And it was hard for me not to deal with kind of control my narrative so i feel like that was uh that was difficult you know being 22 23 years old you know yeah Yeah, i can imagine you're trying to break into the league right and establish a role maybe hoping to somehow earn that second contract and you're kind of getting buried on the depth chart because someone else has to has a contract and they're trying management's trying to validate that contract and you're not getting the time yeah, for sure. My bad. I'm doing a little selfie. Is it cool if I do a little selfie? Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Dude, do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I want to send this to my girlfriend so she can be proud of me, man. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm hey. working, baby. Okay, here we go. That's it. <laughs> Get a screen grab of that? Sick. I got it. I All got right. it. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, man, that's there's some things that just can't really um, prepare you for some of the different trials and tribulations of being in the league. And... Um, 
Leading up into that, you ended up uh, getting dealt over in a huge trade over to New Jersey uh, for that Jason Kidd trade. Um, walk us through what uh, you know the emotional roller coaster that you uh, went through for that. Yeah, during that time, I was actually down in the D League mm-hmm. back when it was called the D League. You know, what I'm yeah, saying? before it changed <laughs> over G League. Yeah, yeah. 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 Of, you yeah. know, it should have been the G League because I'm, I'm a G. You know yeah. So yeah, 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 for real. Was that the G League? Yeah. Nah, it was all good, man. I was actually mm. down there, you know, getting buckets, you know what I mean? But I was actually kind of happy because I'm like, okay, cool. I'm about to go to the sorry ass Nets. So that means I might get an opportunity to play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? it was kind of trash at that time. I got mm-hmm. there, you know what I'm saying? And um, Rob Thorne is my guy. Like, for some reason, like, I don't know, Rob Thorne liked me a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Me and him got along. He mm-hmm. liked me for me, for, you know, for whatever reason, man. And I still appreciate him to this day. But yeah. Coach Frank didn't. He just yeah. <laughs> Coach, gotcha. Coach Frank didn't need it. He really rock with me too much, man. So, oh, man. Uh, it, it was all good. And, you know, it's funny. I think he, he didn't not like me as a person. Like, Frank was cool. Like, I, I went back and spoke to Clippers about a few things about the, you know, transitioning from the NBA to the, the real world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was actually an assistant coach, you know. No, he was cool. You know, he was a good guy, but, you know, he, he, he didn't rock me on that court. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've, you've definitely played with a lot of, um, a lot of inspirational players as well. Like a lot of fucking huge names here. Like you played with Dirk, played with uh stack as well. Jerry Stackhouse, Vince Carter as well. Um, who are some of those, some of those crazy players and maybe some share some stories and shed some light on what it was like to play with some of these guys. Oh man. Stackhouse. That's my guy, man. I spoke to stack a few months yeah. ago. You know, yeah. Stack is the OG man. I think Stack he rocked with me heavy. You know what I'm saying? Because you know I'm from Detroit. Mike's, yeah, a, Mike's uh, a big Stack guy because he's from Windsor. So yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I know he's out there coaching for a minute, but uh, yeah, Stack like he, you know he spent some time in Detroit, and um, you know he, he would tell me stories about how you know he was kind of like upset that Detroit traded him because you know he, he really enjoyed playing for the team. He had his best years in Detroit, in my opinion. Hundred so, percent. Like, so you know he got a chance to soak up the city. You know. To kind of see what type of people we were and the type of people we are. So he respected me off top. And, um, you know, a lot of people were scared of Stack. You know what I'm saying? A lot of players were actually, you know, intimidated by Stack. And I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I go in there and I go out his head, follow him, yeah. stuff like that. And he, he, he respected that. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't one of those guys that was mad because I was going at him. You know what I mean? He, he actually respected the fact that I was going at him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, and on top of that, man, you know, Vince Carter's my boy to this day. You know, Devin yeah. Harris was, was an amazing player. Jason Devin Harris, Terry. too, man. Talked to Josh Howard yesterday. Um, Josh you know, Howard? Dirk, Dirk is a, an amazing guy, one of the hardest workers I've ever seen in my life when it comes mm-hmm. to the basketball thing. You know what I mean? He's a eat, sleep, dream basketball, bro. Like, yeah. You know how like some of us like to do other stuff? Like, you know, yep. you know Dirk, nah. Dirk, Dirk is going to He's know, focused. Fry, yeah, he go eat fried chicken and um, shoot jumpers. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's a fried chicken guy. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's kind of close to a schnitzel. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. You probably made it into one. Yeah. You got to watch him win an MVP, I think, in your rookie year too, right? So you got to see that up up close and personal. That's, that must have been pretty uh, pretty unique. Yeah, I was lit. Yeah, I'm getting buttons. What about um what about some of those uh inspirational coaches we talked um we talked about Izzo, um any other coaches, you know, either whether it is in the NBA or even in the in the D League, D League or um or otherwise, any sort of coaches that really stood out to you? Um, of course, my high school coach, you know, Robert Murphy, who's currently uh he's 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 um got his position over there with the G League NBA Pistons team. Okay. Actually, I want to say he's the president or something. That's fantastic. I'm not sure. Don't get me to you know, making stuff up, but yeah, yeah. You know, he's very inspirational. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you know, to my younger days, my you know, my brother Antoine, you know, he was amazing. You know, just introducing mm-hmm. me to the NBA world, you know what I mean, basketball in general. You know, he didn't necessarily coach me, but he, he kept me around basketball. You know, he trained me a lot, and uh, I give big credit to him. Obviously, obviously, I think that he's probably the most important person when it comes to me. You know, when it comes to basketball, and then my cousin Rico. And um, many, many others, you know, as far as professional coaches, I actually like Kurt Randers, man. Kurt was cool. I like Yeah. Him. And um, Izzo, Izzo was my guy. No, that's fantastic. You're, uh, you played a little bit of ball i seen in Spain on your bio. How mm-hmm. was the, what was the basketball like there? Was it, were you, were you there just dominating or is it actually impressive? And the, com- uh, the professional ball players And there? comparatively to the NBA uh, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> 
trash, bro. That was more yeah. of a big man league. You know what I'm saying? It was like it was tough for me because I like to get to the rack. I mean, they, you know, they can actually sit in lane out there, so it's like it was tough. Okay. Was like, you know, it's hard for me to get a rhythm if I'm just, you know, you got to shoot threes all the time. So it's like, you know, sometimes I like to, you know, get to the rack. You know, maybe get some free throws. Mm-hmm. They're in the lane all the time. Just no. Nah. You know, no, fair business, enough. Business over there was, wasn't. It wasn't everyone either. They didn't take care of their business cards, the passports, and foreigners and stuff like that. So, true. Of a shit show, eh? Yeah. Hey. Yeah, you didn't know if they were going to, you know, replace you. And I, I, I didn't like that. But I did like Spain. Spain was fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spain itself would be. I've heard that. Yeah, it would be unreal. See, that's the thing. Like some of these, some of our listeners, they they may not know what it's like. And they, they think, you know, playing ball in Spain could be, could be huge. But at the same time, you just don't know what really goes on behind the scenes and, you know, what, what people's uh, takes on it are. Absolutely. Yeah. But then, so, I mean, you've, you've now made your way to Vietnam and what, what kind of sparked, um, uh, that because you, you are very well traveled. Um, you, you've been yeah. to a lot of places, uh, kind of, kind of walk us through what it was, uh, what life was like after, uh, leaving the NBA and, uh, what's kind of carried on to your journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, like once again, man, you know, just building, man, being able to have my time to personally build, you know, not only myself, but you know, the empire that I want to build, you know, so I feel like Vietnam is one of those places where there's just so much opportunity to actually, you know, create a wave, bro. Like, you know, basketball is not new, but it's fairly new. It's growing. And then mm-hmm. as far as the music scene, you know what I'm saying? I'm a part of that as well. So it's, yeah, it's amazing. We're- we were going to say, like, you were considered for the 56th Grammys. Uh, that's yeah. uh, that's pretty crazy. Uh, walk us through that experience and what uh, that yeah, what that yeah. transition was like. Yeah, it was from a song called Far From Home. <laughs> Far from home. Yeah, yeah, it's far, far from home. So it was kind of like, I don't know. I guess the board members must have felt it somehow, you know what I mean? Yeah. Being in LA, being from Detroit. And um, just the song itself, it was different, you know what I mean? I think the, the singing on it was dope. You know, the stories we told on it was pretty cool. And, um, and it was kind of amazing for that to actually get considered, you know, considering, you know, it wasn't a song that was on the radio. It wasn't a popular song at all. So I think that was just the grace of God, bro. And I think it just opened up the doors for me to be able to do cool things musically and to be respected. Mm-hmm. musically as well you know coming from the basketball world you know i i think even to this day people still have a hard time respecting athletes doing anything other than basketball absolutely it's so hard for them to sometimes get off the ground and uh though that so that's that's a crazy accomplishment on your end detroit's got yeah. some uh a rich history in music is there a couple inspirations from from that uh perspective that uh that you got your uh, inspiration from sorry yeah of course you know you got motown marvin gay Mm-hmm. You know, Temptations, you know what I'm saying? You know, just to name a couple old heads, but yeah, the most yeah, part, them and them was like probably my greatest inspiration. Oh, ha, yeah, 100%. Has to be. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Um, we're going to switch it up a little bit here. I'm sorry, but we, we got to ask you because you were rated uh, to have the uh, the worst autograph of all time. Yeah, uh, so, <laughs> man, someone taught you how to how to how to write an A. That's pretty sick. But uh, yeah, first what's what's, what's going on? <laughs> first letter of the alphabet. Hey, what's what's, what's going on with that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I got lazy that day. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's different. I got the M A. You know what I mean? A little bit more cursive. A. More yeah. That's it. Doubling down on letters. That's sick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's When you're doing hundreds of them, you got to make it quick. That's all. That was probably what happened. I probably, yep. you know, now it's time for me to go party. You know? I feel like we're going, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, <laughs> There it is. Yeah. This kid's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wilding them. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Well, uh, Mo, it was it was uh, great to great to have you on. Um, any sort of last words? Any sort of inspiration that you have to any any of our listeners, or even uh, if you're a young baller, or you know someone that is uh, um, just looking to try and figure their way throughout their life? Uh, any sort of inspiration? Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, I would say, man, never never be afraid to you know be yourself, express yourself. Um, mm-hmm. If you have any extra skills, man, hey, just look into it. You know, what I'm saying? you know, yeah, look into it, put it out there, uh, perfect it, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we all are born with talents, you know, but, you know, in order to make that talent a skill, you have to really work at it. And I think the main thing is, is never allow yourself to get distracted, man. So many distractions out there, man. So you have to stay strong, stay positive and, mm-hmm. um, and recognize that you knew you do need a support system. You dig what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's been so many times I've tried to do things by myself. And um, you can only reach so much with a cap. So I think, you know, I think it's very important that, you know, you continue to 
appreciate the support system that you have. You know what I'm saying? And uh, continue to be yourself. You know, think outside the box. You know, be innovative. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And don't, don't ever allow nobody to tell you what you can and you can't do within reason. Absolutely. Well, uh, Mo, it was uh, it was great to have you on the show one more time. That's Marie Sager. Um, where can we find you uh, on socials, on uh, on the Internet? Anything you want to plug? I, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I got Instagram, M-O-E-A-G-E-R. Um, Twitter is Instagram, M-O-E-A-G-E-R. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah we, gotcha. Then we got my SoundCloud. You know what I'm saying? Go to my SoundCloud, man. I dropped some fire on there. I got like 40, 40 songs. It's called, Yo. Um, when you go to SoundCloud, just type in Mo Ager Plays. And I got like two mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? One is Plays, and then the other one is called, I want to say, Lost, Lost Treasure Tapes. Yeah, that's going on. Yeah, produce the majority of my music. You know what I'm saying? Fire. Love it. That's unbelievable. Thank you so much for joining the show, Mo. Really All appreciate right, it. Man. Thanks, Mo. Huge brothers. Well, would you look at that? We just crunched out another, didn't we? Sure did. Mo Auger, the ex-Spartan, came through. What a guy. What a guy. It was great to have him on the show. Would love to have him back. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure you like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff if you're uh, if you're into what we're doing. And if you're not, fuck you. Hey, what, how about that? What do, uh, what do we want to tease the uh, folks out there with what we got next? Well, we, we have been covering a lot of NHL and NBA, you know, obviously going into playoff season. But we're going to switch it back over to some baseball, a little bit of hardball, as we have a, a scout actually coming on the show nice mix up okay yeah tell, like, tell me tell me a little bit more senior writer for baseball america uh ben badler is going to be on the next episode love it really pumped for that along with our uh, db2 baseball insider georgie georgie boy lambracos going to be coming back on the show as well so we're gonna we're gonna have a few bodies on the show i love mixing it up to a baseball scout yeah baseball america like that's a that's nice. I think the people will love that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Man, uh, he's got to have so many crazy stories as to how you even get started in, uh, as you know, a scout. Even. Yeah, and, and he, climb the ranks to the top of Baseball America. It's interesting. And he, sure. man, and he must have seen so many young talents come up, too. So I'm, I'm just uh, I'm just really excited to pick his brain. Yep, same. And just imagine seeing some of like the young pools and stuff before they even yeah. arrive, right? Oh, man, it's going to be sweet. Uh, but thank you again so much for listening. Uh, for the Down by Two crew, take care. Have yourselves a great week. Have yourselves a great month. Fuck it. Have yourselves a great life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Just live good. Just Have a great life. <laughs> I love it. Cheers. Cheers. everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded the pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme-based with special guests blue hotel hotline and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story get a room and listen in at the blue hotel begins Friday, September 23rd. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. 
Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.